Welcome back, everyone, to a poetic episode of Studio 603. I am very sad to report that half of my heart is away with me while I record this episode. I am in Kansas City for Thanksgiving. I am sitting by the embers of a fire, and uh, Sam is in Canada. So while Sam is away, well, technically I'm away. I'm not in our apartment 603, but carrying the spirit of Studio 603, uh, we're going to have a Poetry Corner episode. I think many of you know I really enjoy poetry. I think Sam also enjoys poetry. I read him some of my favorites if I'm working through a book of poetry, and uh, he gives his thoughts afterwards. But I've picked three poems that I think are apt for the Thanksgiving and also the winter season. Yeah, I think we'll do three. So we're going to start with one of my favorite poets, an Irish philosopher and poet, Uh, John O'Donohue, he passed away about 10 years ago, and there's an interview of him on On Being. It's a podcast that I really like with Krista Tippett. They recorded it, I think, in like a month before he died, back in 2008. That interview is called The Inner Landscape of Beauty, and I listened to that interview at least once a year, and I find it really grounding. But here is a, a short poem by John, and it goes like this. Oh, I guess I should give the title. It's called On Waking. I give thanks for arriving safely in a new dawn, for the gift of eyes to see the world, the gift of mind to feel at home in my life. The waves of possibility breaking on the shore of dawn. The harvest of the past that awaits my hunger and all the furthings this new day will bring. So the next poem that I pulled out and wanted to read is not a happy poem. (laughs) Um, So Mary Oliver is a a poet who writes a lot about nature and she just has an incredible way of capturing emotion by using what she sees and what she hears in nature. So this poem uh, captures depression really well and I think a lot of people experience the cold snap of winter and it can kind of affect their mood. And this poem that Mary writes about a blue heron, it's titled A Poem for the Blue Heron, has language that I can really resonate with and maybe some of you can too. So I wanted to create that space in case the winter might feel a little blue for you. 
So here's a poem for the Blue Heron by Mary Oliver. Now the blue heron wades the cold ponds of November. In the gray light, his hunched shoulders are also gray. He finds scant food, a few numbed breathers under a rind of mud. When the water he walks in begins turning to fire, clutching itself to itself like dark flames hardening, he remembers winter. I do not remember who first said to me, if anyone did, not everything is possible, some things are impossible, and then took my hand kindly and led me back from wherever I was. Toward evening, the heron lifts his long wings leisurely and rows forward into flight. He has made his decision. The south is swirling with clouds, but somewhere, fibrous with leaves and swamplands, is a cave that he can hide in and live. Now the woods are empty. The ponds shine like blind eyes. The wind is shuddering against the black, wet bones of the trees. In a house down the road, as though I had never seen these things, leaves the loose tons of water, a bird with an eye like a full moon, deciding not to die after all. I sit out the long afternoons drinking and talking. I gather wood, kindling, paper, and I make fire after fire after fire. And <laughs> I, I don't want to leave it on that note. Um, although I do think that that poem ends in hope. So the last poem I want to share with you is a poem that is titled Autumnal, which was written by some fellow named Will Stafford. When the leaves are about to yellow and fall, ask me then how I tried to hold on to what was green, how I thought perhaps I was different, how everything I thought I knew about gold turned brittle and brown. Ask me what it was like to fall then. Sometimes the world's workings feel transparent and we know ourselves as the world. Sometimes the only words that can find our lips are thank you, though the gifts look nothing like anything we ever thought we wanted. And sometimes gratitude arrives in us, not because we are willing, but because it insists on itself, like a weed, like a wind, like change. So there you go. First poetry corner. And as a bonus, <laughs> in lieu of a freestyle rap, I wrote a small haiku. So I will leave you with this, uh, a festive Thanksgiving haiku. In case you are unfamiliar with the art of the haiku, a haiku is a three-line poem. The first line is five syllables, the second line is seven syllables, and the last line is five syllables. And they typically... Don't rhyme. So here you go. Rivers of gravy. Always keep an empty seat. 
pie. Still the best part. Tune in next week to another episode of Studio 603.